Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the lager end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Joining us again, John and Niall from the Bat Minute. Hey, <laughs> back in the house. <laughs> Today we are preparing to annihilate Minute 57, which begins with Gary getting punched with a foot and ends with Gary saying, let's hit the mermaid after draining his beer. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so though, two, John, like you, you were saying, um, you watched this yesterday to, because yes. like, like well, I rewatched it there, like during the week. I made it. I think it was forty six minutes and twenty three seconds before I caved and had to have a beer. How long <laughs> did it take you to just go? Ah, oh, screw it, <laughs> just, just right. going. I didn't. I didn't have any beers in the house. I had some bourbon. Uh, mm. So during the course of the movie, I may or may not have had four. <laughs> uh, four doubles uh yeah you know. that seems to almost be like because it's so like pavlovian it's like it's specifically the pint it's just like oh my god yeah i we, did yeah. really <laughs> like bourbon's my favorite drink but i was drinking it and i was like this is really nice but every time they downed a pint or something i was like oh, i just i really wish i had a beer yeah, they, <laughs> a, yeah we, we we've remarked a lot about how B- B- bill pope really shoes the shit out of some some pints of beer in this movie yeah <laughs> i was telling niall that my my beer consumption has risen by 200 percent since starting this season <laughs> i don't blame you at all no because it just really makes you want to drink even though it's portraying it kind of in a negative light it doesn't sure. put you off drinking no yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it 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 presents the the being drunk in a negative light it pre- it presents the drinking as like the most glorious thing anybody could do <laughs> that's it yeah yeah <laughs> although i have to um, ask like you you guys though because you've you probably have definitely like you know gone over this and you will have to later on in the movie in particular mm-hmm. but my one of my major beefs with uh with andy is that so he goes out in this pub crawl with him fair right. enough he doesn't want to drink but the fact that he asks for water, like tap water specifically, really gets in my craw because it's like, oh, really? it's a it's a business. Like these people, yeah. they have to give you the pop the tap water for free. Uh, so it's yeah, like they're making enough money that. on the other pints. No, but like come on, just to be like, this is a guy. Look, look, he's got a decent job. Go out, yeah. like, hey, get get yourself an orange juice, get yourself a friggin' uh, get a cup of tea, go whatever no. you want to do. Don't, a glass of water is just like, particularly at the end, then, you know, when, I guess maybe because it's supposed to reflect the fact that, you know, Andy tells Gary, that's like, oh, it's a, it's a much more ballsy move to come in and ask for water. <laughs> so right. when he comes in at the end and asks specifically for like three or four pints of water, maybe that's supposed to be a kind of like a power play he's doing. But it really strikes me as like, don't, 
don't that is not well, well, recommended behavior. The end, it's, it's almost worse because I'm sure that man is in much more dire straits than the than the, the <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, whatever economy they have going in, yeah. in the post post world's <laughs> end world is like yeah, it's like we only just got it going again. Mm-hmm. You're coming in and asking for water for Christ's sake. Yeah. I'm going to defend it on two fronts. Firstly, um, like the the common thing here, I don't well, it was. I don't know if it still is, but for people who aren't drinking. They would order a thing called the J2O. I don't know if you have that in America. It's no. it's just like, it's kind of like, a, what, do you, what do you describe it as now? It's like a fruit drink. like a, It's like an orange yeah, it's soft what? drink. It's, it's nice, but it's more bloody expensive than a pint. Mm. And that's how they get you. You don't want to just ask them for the tap water. It's free. It's almost like, it feels again like he's almost cheaping out because I remember... Um, when uh, I was at a, a, a gig, not like well, not too long ago, probably a couple of years back now, but I remember distinctly it was at the Primitives. Um, hey, you know, people who know the Primitives from Dumb and Dumber and whatnot. Sure, but uh, I remember going and been like, I'm not in the mood to drink an alcoholic beverage, but I want something to drink, and I was just like, Can you give me like like a pint of Coke? And the the bartender was like, I'm gonna be honest with you. You'd be better off ordering the pint because the the pint of Coke is going to cost you as much. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but so then him coming in and going like, "I just want a pint of water." Is like, dude. I mean, it just seems as if you're like, "I've not got, I've not got a penny to spend," and I also just want to sit in your establishment, taking up space with my friends and hydrate. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I I don't I I don't I see what your point is. I mean, I think that the choice of using water in the in the um in the film is meant to represent something um, in the, in the overall work of art and the story. Um, yeah. And that like, you know, water is like life uh, because mm. you need it to live. And it's uh, it's, it, this is all about turning over a new leaf in your life and um, you know, starting a new life. Yeah. And so, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I, I think it's, it's meant to be more of a metaphor than, than anything else, um, in the, in, in the film itself, though, from a, uh, a very specific, like reality standpoint. Yeah. No, it's a dick move for sure. <laughs> no, let me also say that my other thing I'm going to defend it with is like the movie. We talked last minute about how you feel bad for Gary. He's kind of a sad figure. But the, the, what I like about the film is it doesn't portray his uh, former friends, let's call them his childhood friends. It doesn't portray them as perfect. They've right. got these so-called perfect lives. They're succeeding. They have businesses. They're married and things. But are they happy? Right. No. So it's kind of like the truth is in the middle. You need to be, weirdly, a synthesis of a Gary King and one of these guys. Yeah, the Dow. To be a, a, yes, to be a complete person. So that shows how he is, in the story, he's boring. He's lost himself because he liked to drink, which mm-hmm. is fine. You don't have to get smashed and crash your car. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can have a drink. You can be fine. So he's gone too far the other way. And we're meant to kind of like feel sad for them as well, I think. Everyone is kind of losing something. Mm, sure yeah. they're losing they're losing their edge they're sort of mm. seceding into middle age and like banality yeah they're not yeah. as well off as they like to pretend that they are yeah <laughs> well you find out there's divorces going on and all kinds of stuff right. but yeah. it seems idyllic on the surface 
If I'm uh, if I'm at a bar and for whatever reason I don't feel like drinking, I, I find the ginger ale is kind of like the middle of the road. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not drinking a Coke. I'm drinking a ginger ale. <laughs> it's got ale in the name. Yeah, ale's in the name. I've managed to switch my, my partner, Lol, on to Shandy, you know, where it's Ooh. beer and lemonade. Because she's like, well, it's not really got a lot of beer in it. I'm like, here you go. I'll get you one. Yeah. I have a buddy of mine too that when we were in college, he just we we gave him a hard time because he just never liked beer. And then we, one time we he tried a shandy for the first time, and he was like, "I like this." And we're like, "Yeah," because that's like <laughs> almost not beer. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean I, I I like a good shandy on a hot day. That's a that's nice. Or or I um uh like a like a seasonal shandy in like the in the fall. There's like some really yeah. good like pumpkin shandies around October. Ooh. Um, okay. that I, that's, that's, quite, that's an American thing, enjoy. though, man. Like pumpkin seasoned anything is just like <laughs> I know you guys over there. You seem to get like jump right on board with the pumpkin train. You yeah, can't we don't get uh, pumpkin anything over here. <laughs> like no, we just I keep hearing about it over there. I was making a pumpkin pie to just be an American, and uh, <laughs> I had to import like four cans of canned pumpkin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. I wouldn't have, like I wouldn't have thought that, that was just me. like what? What universe are you living in, Scott? That sounds like yeah, the most I, it's, insanely it's, exotic thing ever. Oh man, it's honestly the, it's it's really delicious. A good a good Ooh. pumpkin shandy is. Uh, oh, I'd is, like is, that. Yeah, it's really something. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're you're not wrong. The the pumpkin thing is a little much over here. It's there's a lot of. <laughs> It'll be very interesting stuff. to see how that comes back this autumn. Where like I haven't I haven't been inside of a Starbucks since the before times and I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not planning on it you know no <laughs> I've just realized what's so fitting about doing this movie this year we are living in the world set yeah sure. oh yeah no we've been referencing that all season long it's a nightmare <laughs> um, man it's this weird because a- like I'm I'm that much of a, of a misanthrope in my day to day life I could watch this you know the idea of guys doing a pub crawl and not miss it because <laughs> I'm like ah yeah. How about in pubs? Yeah. I'm not there. Like, oh, I can drink at home. This. I can do that mm-hmm. quite happily. But well, they're not about oh, no, crowded people. Oh, no. There's seven of us. Where are we going to sit? There's so many uh-huh. people here. Oh, it's I, I, I mean, this, I, I fully romanticize the idea of pub crawls and stuff because <laughs> um, they're they're awful out here. Like, like, like bars are – American bars – I feel are very different from at least from what I've romanticized in my head of what English pubs are. Oh, um, no, they are totally different. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah. In American a good bars way are, and a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Um, American bars are garbage. Sure. Uh, all, bars, all, all bars are like, there's just the one that, that the Terminator went to in Terminator 2 at the beginning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I hate it. I hate American bars. Uh, and so I have full, fully romanticized the idea of of going on a legitimate pub crawl. Um, well, but you know, it's uh, I don't know. Like, have you ever been on? Has, has anyone on this uh, episode ever been on one? I've only ever done it twice. Once it was okay. The second time was with our friend Kit, guest of Batman, it, and I'll never forgive him. <laughs> it's the worst I've ever felt in my entire life, and everyone else seemed perfectly fine. I'm like, See, what is I, wrong with I just hate them. I hate the concept of them because I, by my nature, I'm a nester. So, oh yeah, you like to nest. Uh, I just do in. not get this whole like, let's go to a place and stay there Ooh. for ten minutes and then go somewhere else because it's like, well, you that's, realize- that's the problem. See, to me, you romanticize. I, I romanticize it in a way of like, okay, if you're if you're going to do a pub crawl, 
it's going to be an all day affair. And that's, that's part of the reason why I like English pubs versus American bars because American mm-hmm. bars, they don't open until five o'clock. Um, oh. whereas, whereas like British pubs will like open around noon or so, um, sometimes earlier. And so then you can start at noon, go to midnight, and then you're really only drinking a pint in an hour, which isn't so bad. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so like yeah. it's, it's more of like an all day buzz than it is like getting trashed. Um, and yeah. so. It's about it's about spacing it out for me. Uh, I don't think I've ever the, been uh, the, the ten minute pub crawl. No, never, never in a million yeah. years would I ever want to do that. Um, that sounds like a a nightmare. See, like that's the weird thing because I am all I'm all up for the the mid afternoon buzz and the sitting in a pub in the middle of the afternoon. It's it's the yeah. movement. I'm just that guy. of like, <laughs> we're here. We've already found a place. We've got seats. We know what the, we know how much the beers cost. We know what they've got. Why would we want to go somewhere else? I ne- I've never you understood. Because when we uh, go to down the road from my house, literally two minutes, is a, a bar that does a karaoke night regularly. And right. before the end times, we were always there, weren't we, Niall? Hmm? Big group of us. You're lucky to get a seat there. So yeah. the, the idea of moving somewhere else where it's like, well, we might not be able to get seats at the next place. It's like, well, why would you bother? What the hell? <laughs> We're here. We're sat down. It's fine. The karaoke's on. It's great. Mm. It's, mm. it's a, such a like, – it is a youthful thing. Like it's a real mm-hmm. – I remember – I don't even think it's really that much of an Irish thing. Because I, I grew up oh. in Ireland, came over to England when I was 18. And that was when I was really introduced to what pub crawls were. Because people wanted to do them when we were students. Yeah, but isn't that because where you're from, you've got like one pub? It probably is, yeah, (laughs) because it could be like literally, there was literally about maybe three or four places to go in my hometown. And they were all kind of designated to like, that's the old man's pub, that's the club. Right. And that's, you know, but yeah, over here, it's just like, as soon as you got in, they're like, all right, so people were enjoying drinking just. Well, actually, what what I really always want to do is just the sitting around in in a living room. And just having a good time there. But then, yeah, yeah, people, when your students were had this real thing of like, let's go out and not just go out, but let's go out where we have yeah. to go to everywhere. I, I've never understood that. It's just, I don't know if it's my, you know, nature or nurture or whatever it is. But the, so, the, yeah, pub crawl mentality to me is it's, it's, it's a foreign concept. I, I don't understand I, I, why you want to do it. To me, like I remember being young and wanting to like go out with my group of friends because it's sort of this feeling of like, oh, this is our town, like we own it, and so like mm-hmm. we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run this town, we're gonna go all over it we're gonna we're gonna be in every part of it, and we're gonna feel like kings, you know, and I think that that's sort of what the movie is tapping into um to a certain extent and but as far as like the pub crawl thing. I mean, I think, I think it's all about strategy, right? It's like if I did a pub crawl now, I think what I would do is I would have enough people so that, you know, you're talking about like trying to find a place to sit. Okay, great. That's only one person's job each round. So like what you do is you, you get to your first pub, you get, everybody gets a place, you sit, you enjoy a pint. And then whoever's turn is next, they leave early, go to the next pub, wait until they get a table, get the table, text everybody else so that they all go to the, go to the next pub and sit <laughs> at the genius. table. And then at that pub, you drink a pint and then another person goes to the third pub. And so you just yeah. kind of take you, you it, it's your shift. It's like, okay, a, uh, uh, Bobby, it's your shift. Go, go to the mm. next pub and find us a table. Um, we need and that, you that way, it's pub. only one person who's having to deal with that instead of the whole group. 
because that's that's the unfun part i think is that it's the whole group whereas whereas if it's just your responsibility for the next pub it's like it's like okay i only have to do this once that's not that bad um Mm -hmm. i don't know i I, I feel like as far as like a way around what you're talking about while still having fun and and doing the the pub thing without the pub crawl thing without it being um so much of a hassle because i think you're right i think the hassle is the most annoying part of the concept of a pub crawl but i think there's a way around it as long as you plan properly i think see what you're pitching there to me is like that makes sense that's a sensible idea but I'm also like I could just stay in the same seat. <laughs> I, just get, <laughs> I just get blitzed there, and I'd be perfectly happy. So again, it's just you know, I guess it's just different strokes for different folks and whatnot. But yeah, I also like walking. I don't know. I like I like moving around. I like um, uh, getting a new <laughs> a new a new scenario because then it's like it's like I don't know. I feel like you build different memories that way. If like it was like oh no, we were at that bar when that happened. You know, versus when this happened, we were over here. I don't know. It just, I like, I like the connections, the different settings uh, make in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think these people are not going to forget their experience in this particular pub in in this minute. Right. We do have, I I feel a bit bad though. Every time like ever do a guest spot when like, like me or John or just me by myself get like an action based minutes. Cause on Batman, we're terrible with action. We're just like, I don't know. Yeah, stuff happens. Like Some punching. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Is, now I'm watching uh, this, like, there's this a, this a bunch of crap going yeah, on right now. <laughs> there's <laughs> an amazing bit of action with that. I'm going to call it an umbrella. I don't know what yeah, you it's want. A, it's, it's, a, a it's a table umbrella. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is it's awesome. the biggest parasol I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I love it because I love that that it's heavy and like Rosamund Pike is selling it as very heavy, you know, and oh, so yeah. her movements are like, you know, like somebody like trying to swing a broadsword. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I really like mm-hmm. the way that it's built into the choreography. Like a bro- oh, now I'm thinking of Highlander. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, the, 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 the leg the leg sweep is great. The her her bringing it back down, but her rolling out of the way, and then Gary like it's just a fucking the the first like ten seconds of this minute are just yeah. Amazing. It's the choreography in this is just nuts. It's it really and and we brought it up earlier, but it, it it's very Jackie Chan like of just like okay, what do we have? Oh, the umbrella. Oh, she's gonna sweep it. Oh, she's gonna and then like the way that. Ah oh, man, I'm just in love with the way that when Gary like sw- like swings back to dodge the the leg arms, and then right, uh, I am so happy you said that because I've always thought, what does the fighting remind me of? It's Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's that like overly choreographed, but not in a negative sense. In like right. it's not like, like a Phantom ballet. Menace is overly yeah. choreographed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm glad you said that as well, because I always say people go, oh, the best lightsaber fight is Darth Maul. But what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. No, it's so fake. It's like it's like watching a ballet. It's not a real fight at all. (laughs) It's bizarre. Uh. Like, I get they're going for like, oh, in those prequels, they're going for more of a Chinese vibe, like a wushu kind of thing, rather than the original trilogies, like Japanese. But that doesn't mean it's better. That doesn't mean it's fun. <laughs> yeah, like you know, if you really go back to the um, you know, to like Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight, it you know, it's like what? They're not doing anything. We're like that's that's why it's cool because like you really yeah. like a, a master would really only need like seven or eight moves mm. to end a fight. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, my one of my favorite films is um Zatoichi. Mm-hmm. by Takeshi Kitano. 
Yeah. And spoiler alert. <laughs> but that movie ends in a single blow. The yeah. the two main characters, I don't want to call them the villain. There's the hero and the antagonist, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they face off and it's over in one hit. That's which is that's in, um, ironically enough, isn't it between elderly Obi-Wan and Darth yeah. Maul in Clone Wars? They do the same thing. They build up big old fight, two moves, and it's done. Like, it's like, hey, that's, it. <laughs> that's what happens. But hey, let's not spoil uh, <laughs> Clone Wars <laughs> or Rebels or any of those shows for people. <laughs> yeah. uh, Particularly when we're Maul. here to talk about the world's end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. but like the, um, the moment where the umbrella is like caught on Gary's shoulder. It's a very Jackie Chan moment where Gary's yeah. like, wait, what? Oh, and he gets hit. Yeah. And swings around. She's like, sorry. Like, it's good. <laughs> That's so good. Um, I love, I love, uh, take its head off, take its head off like an aspirin bottle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so pumped by it. Yeah, like, like, oh, okay, like he's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna tell you how to take their heads off because I've done this a bunch. Uh, this is a bunch already. I mean, he's already done. He's done it twice in one night. He's de- decapitated them twice in one night. Um, uh, so like, he has to describe like, oh, it's like an aspirin bottle. So I guess, I guess, in order to pull their head off, you have to like kind of push down and twist. There's uh, also a guy who's been hung over many times, so he's like, yeah. it's like an aspirin <laughs> bottle. I've taken many aspirin in my life. Now, I'm an idiot. I have trouble opening childproof locks, and I work in a pharmacy. So it's, <laughs> it's a real pain, because I'm there, like, struggling for five minutes. Like, oh, God, man, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, the pharmacy's man. like, John, we need uh, so many of these. You're, you're just like, well... Good luck. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Give me an hour. <laughs> and then we get. I think that's it. that's something that I that I think is interesting about Edgar Wright as a comedy director versus someone like um, like Judd Apatow or like uh, Seth Rogen. You know, is that I can see this scene happening in like a Seth Rogen movie, except that when when Gary says you know, take it off like a, like an aspirin bottle. He'd be like, what? What?" And then he would be struggling and then they would be bickering back and forth about how to, <laughs> why, mm. why aren't you doing it? I told you it's like this. And he's like, no, I can't, I, I'm trying, but it's not working that way. Like, <laughs> open a bottle. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Edgar Wright is just like, yeah, no, I, I, I like the idea of them just sort of inherently understanding each other and, and knowing how to do this stuff because it's more um, entertaining that way than just like having them constantly bicker all the time. Like I like that he he allows their bickering to happen between the fights, but in the fights, everyone's on the same page. Mm. Yeah, and they all act. I like this, but it's weird. They all sort of fight as if they're masters. Yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't seem like the first time they've been in a brawl like this, right? Um, well, it's not in the flashback. We see that they got in a fight in the beehive in the, oh, on the that's original true. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are drunken masters. John. <laughs> oh, oh my it, god, that's it, what it is. It's Jackie Chan drunken. Masters. It, it, yeah. yeah, it is kind of that miracle. It's kind of a, a minor miracle of movie logic that the audience. I mean, hopefully, if you enjoy the movie, it doesn't. It isn't too big of a break in reality mm-hmm. that these characters are just like fucking going at it. And yeah, even Sam, like Sam is. It's almost like in a musical where, like, okay, in this world, everybody knows how to dance and sing, and it's fine. Yeah. We're like, right. okay, yeah, Sam also knows how to fight. Right. And I don't know like, if it's uh, just my weird sense of humor, but to me that makes it a lot funnier. When it's <laughs> yeah. the fight suddenly breaks out and everyone's just kicking ass, I'm just dying in laughter every it's time. Kind of, it's, it's very like um, like Scott Pilgrim. Where sure. like because the yeah. first like what 40 minutes of that movie, you're just like average Canadians 
doing yeah. average Canadian stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this guy's like a master fighter. And still <laughs> always kind of slightly confusing between the movie and the comic books. It's like people in the comics talk about like how amazing a fighter Scott Pilgrim is. And then he, he mentions things like, oh, yeah, like when I, me and Kim went out, I had to like beat up 40 guys and all this sort of stuff. And in the mm-hmm. movie, you're like, is he imagining this? Is this part of the dream he's happening? Right. Or is this just the world we're in? Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it's yeah, bizarre. It's, it's, and it takes a, I, I think it takes a certain amount of um, trust and understanding in the director in order for like a studio to okay something like this. Because I remember, like, I directed a short film in 2012 where the characters can all just sword fight. Like, they just can. Like, and I, my, my justification is like, it'll work in the movie when you're watching the movie. But I remember I got so many notes on that script of like, are you going to explain why they can sword fight? And I'm like, no, no, like that's not the point. But I, I imagine he also got a lot of notes like that. Um, yeah. and and uh, but maybe maybe not because he's Edgar Wright, and they were like, well, if he if he, I mean, you know, well, I guess we'll just roll with it. I don't yeah, know. Like, pretty good, and and those two guys <laughs> on, you know, to a to a kind of unimaginative. I don't, uh, you know, studio person. It's like, well, those Nick Frost and Edgar, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg don't look like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. Why are they acting like them? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it um, it's it is really interesting. Uh, you know, and it's it, it's also funny because, you know, you always hear that that trope of like, um, uh, the the people complaining about a movie like kind of over explaining itself it's like why do they have to explain that they shouldn't have explained that it would have been better if they didn't explain it and it's like yeah and i'm sure the filmmaker probably agrees with you and yet the studio who paid for the movie made them explain it um but <laughs> the studio isn't going to be the one that gets thrown under the bus it's always going to be the filmmaker which um really sucks like wait marty mcfly can play the guitar and skateboard come on <laughs> not possible <laughs> I want to see him do it. Both of those things at the same time. You have to see the origin story of how he got his first guitar, where he got that <laughs> guitar from, mm-hmm. and hey, then where he crafted, handcrafted that skateboard. Yeah. Don't who tempt gave, them, Niall. They'll make that. Who uh, gave him his puffy jacket? Yes. Yeah. Who are your people? <laughs> I was talking about like over the anal- analyzing things though within the pub. The thing is that could we have uh, Eddie Mars in here comes out with. I I can't be alone in thinking this though, because his suggestion for the name they come out with for you know the the blanks is Ooh, yeah. the blue bloods. Oh my god, I love it. That's yeah. great. And the, to me, that's like yeah, clearly that's the best. They've got blue bloods. Blue bloods is a term already. Yeah, yeah. Blue and bloods, it's anti-establishment, anti-royal, anti-capitalist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, I wonder if if Edgar Wright had that as like that uh, was an idea he had, but then he's like, if I call them blue bloods, it's gonna have so many connotations that maybe right. he wasn't hoping to have already. It's also and- it's also confusing um, from a international standpoint because in England it's about royalty, in America it's cops. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, blue bloods with Tom yeah, Sully. Blue, yeah, right. yeah, blue blood is a is a term for cops and 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 families of cops, like generations oh. of cops. Um, so it's it's they mean totally different things. So I imagine that was probably one of the notes they got too. Of like, well, we can't do that because if we do that, that'll be confusing on on either on either coast. It's like the reason why, um, even though you guys don't say drunk. Uh, he they made they made Sean call uh what's her name drunk in Sean so the Dead. Drunk. She's so drunk, and they mm-hmm. only did that because like one, it's funny to hear Sean, to hear Simon Pegg say drunk. 
Um, and uh, and also because Americans would understand what that is versus uh, you know what some of the terminology that you guys uh, mm. typically use. Because yeah, the thing is, like when he says blue bloods, though, like you could be like, oh, that could tie into the fact that like the network is well, blue bloods in themselves are like, well, you're connected by blood to a higher thing, which is you're a higher know, class. What the monarchy supposed to be like quote unquote, mm. but um, but yeah, they could be like, oh, that's what you know, it's it's, it's indicating that all these things are linked through you know a, a physical not biological connection, but like a, you know, connection to this one higher thing. But then it also could get into the people thinking like, is this some kind of comment on like gentrification in some way or sure, colonialization? Or, yeah. So to yeah. a certain extent, all three of these movies are sort of about lone protagonists railing against a, a, the incoming wave of homogenization. Mm. And, uh, which, but maybe, again, maybe Edgar Wright at the end was like, well, at the end the blanks, I know you guys will cover it, but maybe they're like, well, the blanks seem to be more about like almost like immigration at that point. So maybe he didn't want to be like, I don't want to muddy those waters. And blank, the, I don't know, but blank just kind of, it's one syllable, you know, it rolls off the tongue. There's, you know, oh, there's a bunch of blanks in here. Oh, she's a blank. He's a blank. It just, it, it makes, it makes, it's a little poppier than Blue Bloods. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's snappy. And to me, it, we, I mean, this is going to sound obvious. It reminds me of Shaun of the Dead yet again. Because mm-hmm. when they're having that little argument, like about not calling them zombies. Does that work? thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas it, it's kind of the same here. It's like, well, we need to come up with some weird name for these things. Yeah. And you, you okay. could just call them robots, but, you know, they try that. Uh, that reminded me, actually, John, like way back uh, talking to you during the early seasons of The Walking Dead. And you always had beef for the fact that they just never called them zombies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's always the walkers. And then you notice it as the and show the, goes on. It's like, oh, yeah, the biters. The or biters. The rotters. Yeah. It's like, they're zombies. Just freaking call them zombies for the I love of One group to say, oh, yeah, zombies. Yeah. He's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that trope is, like in, in zombie uh, movies and, and TV shows, that the idea of like, well, we can't call them zombies. Like, why? Just do it like why do you <laughs> be infected <laughs> like whatever like yeah i don't I, i've never understood that that is that has got to be the weirdest trope in all zombie stuff is that no one ever calls them zombies ever they do in zombie land that's the only one yeah yeah and it's only okay there because it's self-aware <laughs> yeah <laughs> stupid like, like george a romero just had like oh you didn't know i i completely patented that word <laughs> i know it <laughs> yeah. was a word before night of the living dead but i snatched it baby <laughs> and every time you call them can't. a zombie a little, yeah, little change goes cent. in george's pocket i put it uh, straight to the pittsburgh library uh <laughs> smashy I mean, smashy Eggman is one of my favorite things that andy says in this whole movie i just like it's really I love like, I like a bit of drunk acting yeah, nothing suggests in the last three minutes is better than Smashy Smashy Eggman. Again, though, like maybe it's it's just my my mind at the time. I was just like, oh, Smashy Smashy Eggman. I was like, is that a reference to something? And I was like, like oh, Robot- Eggman, like Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, Doctor Robotnik. And then I was thinking, like, oh, way back again in Scott Pilgrim was like him going, like, do you know the original name of Pac Man was in Japan was Paku Paku, which is yeah. like, oh, the original name of Doctor Robotnik in Japan was Doctor Eggman. I was like, is that a is it a reference they're doing? Almost definitely not, but oh. it it just was rounding about in my head. So I was like, oh, you never know. Maybe There's that's what they were going for. I just think it's funny that like, like, yeah, like he calls them egg, egg men because it's like, oh, yeah, it's like they're made of eggshells. Right. And and so like 
I get that, but it's the idea that like <laughs> like Eggman isn't enough. They needed more description. <laughs> and so he adds smashy smashy Eggman. <laughs> well, just... they go smashy. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I just think it's funny. I don't know. Smashy and smashy. His, uh, and I love his drunk glasses. It's a really it's a really perfect touch. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> I love the way throughout the movie because like, he starts off as a totally different character to the, the other two he's in. Totally different. But as the movie goes on, he slowly starts creeping back into a character you recognize. Yes. And I like that sort of <laughs> descent or ascent, depending which way you look at it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also really like, again, going back to um, what we were talking about on yesterday's episode, uh, Gary saying we should go back inside before uh, – people will wonder what the hell's going on and then steven says what the hell's going on and then here as soon as they walk inside oliver says what the hell's going on because they didn't go inside when they were supposed to ah uh, there you go <laughs> yeah perfect i love that and that's that's a super subtle one that i don't think i've ever caught before uh now like actually like breaking it down yeah for some yeah. reason though like what you're saying though john about the fact that like uh andy like nick frost as a as a stage performance is creeping back into something familiar to everyone who's watched these movies. Um, it kind of reminded me like uh, of, I remember a couple of years back, there was a National Theatre Live production of Frankenstein that starred Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny oh, Lee Miller. Yeah, when, this whole lockdown, when this whole lockdown happened, you could watch that for free on YouTube. They released yep. it. Yeah, I've actually heard both versions. Actually- it's been a huge yeah, boom because apparently they also you could you could stream One Man Two Governors with with James Corden and that's also been oh. like a, a huge hit with, in viewership because you know yeah going back it was to a great Blue version uh, there's a great version of Streetcar Named Desire with uh, Ben Foster and Gillian Anderson as yeah. Blanche Dubois which is phenomenally worth the time uh, but just the fact like yeah back in that production though those two actors which switch roles every night one of them would be. Victor Frankenstein, the other one would be the monster and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if, like, if, if only there could be a reality where you could watch a version of The World's End where, because the, the, the flip of this is that Simon Pegg is playing the Nick Frost character, the irresponsible lout, mm-hmm. and Nick Frost is playing the, the put upon guy but, trying but- to keep his life together, Simon Pegg character. It's like, oh, if you could just watch it both ways, <laughs> they filmed both versions of it. It would just be a really interesting comparison to see. Oh, yeah. And I would totally buy that Blu-ray if they like. Yeah. We actually did shoot a whole version of the movie where they switched roles. Just <laughs> one take. Let's crowdfund it. Let's do it. <laughs> but, um, um, so then uh, uh, I, I like that Gary, as soon as he reaches the table, the first thing he does is pick up his pint, <laughs> uh, which I like. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I love Sam's reaction to him draining that pint. Uh, <laughs> her, her just being like, "What? What is he? Is he really drinking that?" And then, oh my god, he finished the whole thing and follows the glass back to the table. Like, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> Gary's uh, relatable, right? This is this is England. You do not waste a pint. No, got no. it down that thing, and he needs it right now. It's his, it's his fuel. It's his yeah. uh, spinach. He's Popeye, definitely. <laughs> I do know God, someone. <laughs> well, like, I, I know. No, please. I don't know. It's just because because I, I do know. I I myself cannot down a pint. Like I, it's just the carbonation in there and whatnot. I can't do it all in one go. But I do know several people who can. 
And uh, I've seen like many, many, you know, pub instances where someone's just like, we're going. And they're like, all right. And just like, literally Bye. a fresh pint has been put in front of them. And they're just completely naked. Yeah. Um, those just reminded me of my friend, old oh, mutual friend to me and John, uh, Sarah McKiernan, where mm. we were playing uh, on my, free, my friend Steve's birthday one time, um, a game called Higher or Lower, where basically like, this is a crappy card game where you just guess oh, yeah. which card is going to come up next, higher or lower. And if you get it wrong, you have to down your pint. And but the thing is, the pints that were created because this was in the house were like people would get you know you put in a bit of the drink you were already drinking into a pint glass, and then however confident you were that you were going to get it right, you'd top it up even more and more and stuff. Ugh. And uh, Sarah got the answer wrong at least five times in a row, <laughs> and it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Where she was just like every time, like towards like the third or fourth pint, people are going like, "You don't have to do this anymore," and she's like, "No, no, no." And would just like take it up and completely just open her gullet and just down the thing. Wow. And it was insane. This is watching. And the thing is, though, it didn't seem to hit her until like 10 minutes later where she was just like lying in a heap in the corner and was just like, wow, I can barely talk and stuff. But the, to this day, I'm still always amazed that like I, can, I can't do it with one pint. And I saw her do it with five in quick succession. Wow. That's bananas. That's, that's too much. That's way too much. Um, <laughs> I uh yeah I I can I can I I drink water like that I can't do I can't do a beer I mean I probably could if I really like tried but like I've never had a desire to do that so well that's the yeah. thing why would you want to it's right. not nice yeah I don't want I don't want to nurse it either but like uh, yeah just downing it like that like what I just paid for that I want to enjoy it <laughs> I don't know you don't want to waste it either if you're leaving it. <laughs> right. uh, I remember in the movie uh, the Sure Thing with John Cusack. He has this whole thing of shotgunning a beer, which is, I think, is a very American concept because I've never come yes. across it over here. But yeah, like a, you got a can of beer and you yeah. pierce the bottom of it, put it to your yeah. mouth, and then open it and drink the whole thing in one go. Which right. is like downing a pint is bad enough in terms of like how bubbly and carbonated it is. But that's that's like asking for like a bomb to go down your throat because it's just it's all the air is going to go in there as well. Like it's got to yeah. come out somewhere. It's a lot smaller, I, though, the quantity. It is That's smaller, true. but it's just like, it seems like it's more of a, a volatile thing to do. <laughs> I've never been able to achieve it. Like, it's just one of those, I'll literally pierce it. And as soon as I see this stuff flying out, I'm like, I'm not putting that near my face. You're crazy. It's uniquely American. <laughs> how, can we, how, can we, how can we turn drinking a beer into something violent and warlike? <laughs> hey, Tribal. you know, we're not Shut much better. that beer. Stab it! Suck it! You can inevitably suck it. (laughs) Over here, there'll inevitably be some kind of a fight at a pub, which makes this movie even even more realistic in a way. You might not be fighting robots, but there's people fighting. (laughs) If it wasn't that long ago, me and my partner got caught up in a bloody bar brawl and had to run away, and we're in our (laughs) thirties. Oh man! Wow. Yeah, it was a sports thing. But the the football team, Liverpool had won the big game. People were drunk. You'd think that makes everybody happy. No. No. <laughs> it it creates problems. She lightly brushed past someone who wouldn't get out of the way on the way out of the pub and it created a whole big thing. Oh. So the guy tried to grab her and then this other person came up, this random, to defend her and smashed a bottle in the other guy's face. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we were like, right, get out of here. Run, run, run. Because <laughs> the, the bouncers came in. People were calling the police. There was blood and glass everywhere. It's like, shit. Yikes. <laughs> uh, well, and again, also the sports. <laughs> you can see, understand why I personally am not a big pub person. Because <laughs> it's like, well. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I hate to like, shatter your illusions of what English pubs are like, John, <laughs> or Scott. But it's, uh, yeah, that is an, unfortunately like. There's always that slight air of, well, things could turn violent any moment now. Wow. Just keep your Yikes. wits about you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that wraps up our, our discussion of Minute 57. Uh, if you guys are shopping on Amazon, and we know you probably are, uh, use our Dueling Genre affiliate link. That's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. It'll take you directly to Amazon's homepage with a little a little code uh in your in your uh url uh so that amazon can track what you're purchasing and then uh shoot us a a very small percentage of what you're buying uh just to say thanks for sending you their way uh and uh yeah we appreciate everyone who does that it 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 adds up and it and it helps us buy things like new microphones and um research materials and uh things like that so uh, Bezos as he drives by Exactly. Um, so we, we appreciate everyone who does that. That's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. And we will be back tomorrow with Minute 58. But for now, let's poo-poo.